if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. I'm Jade and I'm here with the fabulous Alana <laughs> and we are both at Launchpad Studios, which is at Split Spaces here in Mackay. Um, they asked us to come along and do a couple of podcast sessions and I have to say it's um, it's definitely upped our game, I reckon. <laughs> it's been an interesting experience. I actually feel like we're doing better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's We're in this nice padded, cosy little cell. Jade called it before, this is a cell. Padded cell. What's wrong with that? <laughs> it's like a padded cell but cool. It's a comfy room. And we're spoiled <laughs> with these really luscious mics. Like I've been listening back to some other recordings that we've been doing during testing and I'm like, oh. We sound good. That's smooth. <laughs> so I'm sorry if we have to go back to our <laughs> previous style, you know, podcast picnics and all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, nothing wrong with a podcast picnic. So today we're going to be talking about the basics of lead gen. Lani, what even is lead gen? Oh, my God. So... It, it sounds technical. It's simple. Lead gen is just creating leads for your business. So when someone walks in and purchases something from your storefront or buys from you online or however you do business, that is a lead and you've generated it somehow. Perfect. Exactly what it is. <laughs> so we all do this already in business, but it's not always, um, we're not always aware of the client journey that they actually take to help they find us. So when we do lead generation strategically, we put a little bit of thought into how that happens, how that first part of the customer journey begins. So generally people are getting to know you, they're recognizing your brand, seeing you around before they can consider you. And then they actually start working with you. So like that, that's in a nutshell, the process. So even word of mouth is lead gen. And really that's a really valuable something that you can't buy form of lead generation. So and it's something we should all be doing too because yes. word of mouth is generating leads by performing really amazing work and then people loving what you're doing and going and telling their friends, et cetera. So that's so something valuable. a bare minimum that everyone should be doing if they're in business, in my opinion. You don't want that negative word of mouth either. That seems to get run a lot further. Um, but, yes, word of mouth is fantastic. So how do you make lead generation happen on purpose? Okay. So like we said, our basics there, everyone's like, oh, we just get, you know, we just have word of mouth, like referrals, um, loyal customers, et cetera. And they make it sound like, oh, it's just this little thing. Like that's where we get all our business and stuff from. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Like I know for us personally, you know, one of our biggest sources, biggest source of our leads is through loyal and re- referral um, clients. Absolutely. If you have happy customers and they're telling other people, you're doing a freaking kick-ass job. And if they keep coming back to you, so you providing quality, valuable work and, and making your customers happy, that's you generating leads. And that's really the bare bones that everyone, you know, should be doing. If you don't have that, nothing else is going to work because you can generate all the leads that you want, but it's 
you know, whether actually converting them into customers, keeping them as customers, keeping them in that customer journey with you, that's, you know, that's what you, that's what your ultimate aim is for. So yes, we, you know, getting more leads, getting more customers is fantastic. And that's literally what we're going to be talking about today. This other piece of that puzzle is delivering on what you say you're going to do and then continuing to deliver on it oh. because that is, that's where the real goal is. That's where the real money is. And that's where the real fun of doing business is. Definitely. And we all know that it is much more affordable and cheaper to retain current happy clients than it is to go find new ones. So if you're doing that part of your job really well, fantastic. And that's why I think, you know, you see some businesses where they've got a salesperson and stuff and the salesperson is getting run down and tired. You know, they're just basically on a wheel kind of, you know, churning and churning, getting all these leads in and stuff, and it's never enough. And it's like, well, that's that's because you guys aren't actually delivering on the product and service, and it's making that job really hard for that person. So, yeah, I, I think that generating leads, it's, a, I, you know, like I said, it's what we're talking about today. It's a really important part of the conversation, <laughs> but delivering on the value is definitely the um, the – a very, very significant part of the customer process. Oh, I know a couple of sales agents that I've watched on sales calls and literally the first 15 minutes they're chatting with them about how their day is, what's going on, they're catching up and like having that relationship before they even get to the sales because it's that return customer that's so valuable. It is, man. It's the connection and stuff with yeah. you. People don't want to feel like a number, you know, like we want to be special and love the little <laughs> snowflakes that we are. I love you. How are you? <laughs> Everything's fantastic. Oh, will you... Give me $1,000. Sure. Okay, fantastic. Is that you doing a sales call? Because that's a really good one. We should record that and just like use it as a template I for people. I could go into sales. You should definitely, like a sales manager. Okay, yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay, so how do we make lead gen happen on purpose? Like I said, a lot of people, like we all do lead gen, unless your business has no customers. At some point you've done lead gen because it is about generating leads. You just most likely were not potentially thinking of it in that way or not aware of what those, how you were generating those leads. And so the whole thing, what we're trying to talk about today is basically that when you do lead gen on purpose, when you actually put some thought and effort into it, that's where you can streamline your time and your activities and also be getting higher quality, better leads as well. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to go, oh, yeah, we got a thousand sales inquiries, a thousand quotes or whatever it might be, but how many of those are you actually converting and then retaining? So we're really talking about getting quality leads, not not just a quantity of them. So the first thing here is identifying who are the people that you want to work with. So who are the people that you love working with at the moment? Who are the clients, the businesses, the individuals that you work with where they just tick all the boxes for you and or your team? So it could be that, um, you know, you've got people that you work with who really trust what you do. They really value what you do. They get back to you quickly. They pay on time. I'm just listing the things that I love about our <laughs> clients. <laughs> I realize that now. It might be a specific <laughs> industry as well. You know, look at who you've got that are is going well. Yeah, exactly. So there could be that you are just doing fantastic work for the medical industry. And so that's where your ideal clients are living. Um, so yeah, thinking about who are the people, and that's why they call it a target market, thinking about who is the market that you want to target <gasps> to generate your leads. Um, also known as like ideal 
um, client avatar or ICA, ideal audience, ideal client, target audience, all those things mean the same thing. It's basically just you actually consciously thinking about who is it that you want to work with. Yeah. I actually did this workshop with a team, of our client's team the other day, where we um, brainstormed to work out who were their three main target audience that as a team they loved working with. And then we created personas for them. So uh-huh. we went down through like their demographics, psychographics, and like some other bits and pieces. And now we're actually going to design up little client avatars. I was going to say, did you give them names? <laughs> yeah. So they're going to uh-huh. have like names and like little bips and facts and stuff about them, etc. So when they're doing their sales calls or their social media posts, or even when they're putting together a new product or that actually thinking about who am I talking to right now? Who is this product for? Or like they've got the actual people in mind for who they're serving. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really keen to get, I haven't had a chance to put the briefs together yet, but I'm really keen to see the designs come to life. Yeah, definitely. And that's really (laughs) valuable. Like once you can like literally know, okay, I'm talking to Sally about this. How would I talk to her if she was in the shop? Because that is when you're online or doing any other form of marketing, you don't have that person in front of you and you really need to think, how would you talk to this person? And you just produce better content when you actually have someone in mind. It's so just much so much more, more genuine. Yeah. And that's like, it's something that I want to do because we've been changing a few things about our business. Um, that's the client avatar exercise is something I want to do with our team as well, probably at our next Rebel Day. Is this you telling me or are you telling everybody? No, this is me <laughs> telling you, but now everyone knows. <laughs> um, because like we've got, we're defining some audiences and I keep calling those audiences the names of people that we know. Um. And I'm like, we're You're just, confusing them. Yeah, I'm like, we need to actually just like come up with something. Otherwise, it's going to be really awkward. They'll, it's like they'll what be like, Nicole wants. Is this for a blah, blah? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that person's right here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we will be doing that too. Funny. Okay. So, once you know who it is that you're trying to, that you really want to work with, and again, when you say everyone can use your service or everyone can needs your products, that's fantastic. I'm not taking that away from you. What I'm saying is from your perspective, who is it that you want to work with? Who is it that you like dealing with? And if literally, as long as someone pays you, that's all you care about, that's fine, man. Like whatever. Maybe but take it to your team. And <laughs> that's it. Like there's just, you know. You can mat it down. There's one thing about taking money from people, no matter who they are and what you can do for them. But you know, the real fun of it is that when you're working with people who together you can create awesome things, work doesn't that's have to be so much more work. fulfilling. Yeah, exactly. So when you know who those audiences are, and like I said, you know, there might, some people just have like one primary target audience. Mm-hmm. Others will have like a primary, a secondary and a tertiary. Others again, will have like two main audiences that are quite level or like they've got two different parts to their business. And each of those um, parts have two different audiences. So there's no sort of cap on how many ideal client types um, that you might have. But when you think about your target market, like try and think of, say, one to three main audiences or main people that you like dealing with and what they have in common. And so one of those things that they'll have in common is where they are, so where you can actually reach them. Um, And there's, you know, obviously there are so many marketing channels to choose from. There's a lot of different activities that you can be doing. And, you know, if you have the time and money to go out there and do them all, more power to you. Um, But the whole point of being strategic with your lead gen is actually thinking about who your audience is and then where is it that they are hanging out. 
Um, having multiple touch points will make you more visible and memorable. So, you know, you might go, oh, we, you know, we know a lot of people who are going to networking things and they also go to this annual conference and then they're on Facebook and they're on LinkedIn. Um, they also do research and that, you know, they might have multiple touch points that you can access them through. But you really want to pick ones that suit your audience that you really want to talk to that suit your brand and your resources. Exactly. Like you said, doing all of that might be great, but if you have a set budget and a set time, just really honing in on where you want to focus. And one of the biggest components of doing marketing well is being consistent. Yes. So if you can do one or two things consistently You're and build from there, an event. that's better than doing 15 things for three months and then bombing out and not doing anything because you get busy. Yeah, we've all seen those social media pages. That we are that social media page. <laughs> that hasn't been re, you know, hasn't posted anything in like two weeks, a month, three months. You know, it happens. Mm. Stretching yourself thin. So yeah, pick a pick something and work on that. Yeah, and like I said, having multiple touch points, it does make you more visible. It does make you more memorable um, because people are seeing you in different ways, different times, different days, multiple times. We don't generally see something once and go, oh. I remember now that I need my lawn mowed, I remember that Facebook post that I saw three weeks ago from this person saying that they mow lawns. I will go and contact them now. Like that's that's not how it works. Photographic memory got their phone number. It's fine. <laughs> I know. And it's so funny. Like people be like, oh, you know, I've already done a post about what we offer. I'm not really sure what else I should be posting. I'm like, you should be posting about what you offer all the time. Like <laughs> you can't expect that everyone first of all, has even seen it. And second, if they have seen it like that, they're going to remember it. Yeah. Um, so multiple touch points is important. Um, but like Lani said, it's thinking about out of all the channels that are available, where are your preferred audience hanging out? And then which ones suit your brand? So you might find that a lot of your audience is on TikTok. But then you're like, actually, that's not where I place my brand, where are professional services. And while we do like to have a bit of fun, you know, the connotations around TikTok um, being a rabbit hole and, and full of useless stuff, like I don't want our brand being placed there. No, but you might do business really well face-to-face and actually talking to people. So going to your local networking event that's on every week or every month is your jam because you can actually talk to people and you can actually be in front of them a bit better. Yep. So what suits your audience, what suits your brand, and then what suits your resources? What do you actually have the time and money to do consistently? Ooh, consistently. Um, I know, such a pain in the ass. And look, once you've got one nailed, then you can add another one and, you know, keep growing from there. It does get easier the more you do it. And then, yeah, like adding on to that. It's like, it's basically like getting good at anything. You know what I mean? We don't just start doing something and we go the whole hog and we're awesome at all of it and it all just works out. So you do triathlon training, like you do all three of them and you just do the full thing. And, and you just perfect. turn up and you just do it and yeah. then it's done. And right. like, you just rocked it. Like, that's not how that works. We you know, totally we build that. on skills bit by bit, habit by habit, and marketing is exactly the same. So once you know who you're wanting to talk to and then where they're going to be, then next it's basically just being awesome on that channel, Um, being your awesome, authentic, amazing self for all the reasons why your current clients love you. So the easiest way to get started if you're not really sure about what you should be doing there is just have a look around and see what others are doing that works. So if you were going across to um, Instagram, then have a look at what other people in your space are posting that people are engaging with. Now, like I said, it needs to suit your brand. You're not there to go and copy other people. Being awesome is not about being, 
a copycat, but if it's a new platform for you, it's perfectly acceptable to do some research and actually find out what are people like on that platform? What is that channel? You know, what is it that works for other people? And sometimes that's, you know, because then we just got a few ideas on um, where we can start. And sometimes it also helps us go, oh, I see that there's a lot of people doing X, Y, Z. I sort of thought blah, blah would be cool. I'm going to try blah, blah. Like it's sort of getting, you know, you might sort of see some gaps that you could potentially be doing there. So, um, you know, for example, going to a networking event, you know, with, for example, when I go to a face-to-face event, then for me, it's a matter of like, I see people go there and they're just like working the room and they're like talking to everyone. Business card. Everyone's got their business card and like they just, you know, they, they've made really good use of their time by making sure that they touch base and court with as many people as possible. I will definitely like do, like if I go to a face-to-face event, I definitely catch up with people that I already know. Like I really, you know, obviously I'm keen to see my friends and stuff like that. So I will, you know, talk to them, et cetera. But then my, what I gauge as a quality networking event for me is if I have one really amazing conversation with a person the whole night, then I'm consider that a success. Yeah. You've cut through, you've, you've got to them. I've gotten to know them and just what they're looking for and what they're about. Like, I like hearing people's stories and why they started their business and why they're still in it and all that kind of thing. Like, that, I find that shit interesting. And that connects to our brand. We're authentic. We really like to get to know our clients that we're working with and what we can actually do that would benefit them. We don't sell a one-size-fits-all It's personal. It's one-on-one. And yeah. that's how – so I can see what other people are doing and but be like, that's great. for them it might great. be a numbers game. That mm, might be how their business works. 100%. Especially like, you know, if someone is BDM or a salesperson mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, them going and touching base with all those people, that could be exactly what's right for them. It's just I know that for me what's right is that, you know, if I'm going to an event, it's – are the people who um, I, you know, are my ideal audience going to be there? Yes. Then when I go there and if I only talk to one person, then I'm like, cool, I've done a really good job at this. Um, another example is, you know, if you were looking at social media, what's the number one platform that your audience is on? So they might be on a whole bunch of different ones, but where are they primarily hanging out and what's their behavior there? So remember that being on socials is no longer just about posting on socials. Um, you know, people do scroll through their newsfeed, but some people just sit there and watch stories. Some people just go in there to talk in a few groups and see what's being posted in there. So it's not so much about just putting posting on socials. It's about what's the behavior of your audience when they're on that platform. They might be there to watch video or, like I said, some people, you know, like, I'm a scroller. I'm still a scroller. Um, I went through a phase of only watching stories, whereas now I've seemed to have gone back to scrolling. You know, like, it's it's what are they actually doing when they're there? And then posting content that interests those people. And, again, it's when you're trying to figure out what to post for other people, I go back to those one-on-one conversations. Yeah. I go, like, if I'm standing there and, um, you know, I've found out something new and I'm telling Lani about it, that's the stuff that I post about. You know what I mean? If I met someone cool, I'll post about that because that's something I would tell, you know, my business friends or whatever about. So the conversations that you're having with people one-on-one where they might be like, oh, Jade, you know, I've just launched this new business. What do you think is the, what social media channels should I be on? Then that to me is a post. 
that's like the answer that I would give them, I would write a post about that yeah. because that's what I know people are interested in hearing. So, and those one-on-one conversations aren't just like at networking things or whatever, like it's also emails that you're getting and all that kind of thing. And client meetings, that question you keep getting asked, you know, yes, we, we say we do marketing, but a lot of people ask us what do you actually do as part of those services? So that's yeah, I something. I don't actually post that. <laughs> that's something we should be posting more about. Well, if they listen to our podcast, they would know all about it. Exactly. I'm <laughs> maybe, putting the content out there. Maybe we should put more po- podcast posts. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Those, those questions, commonly asked questions are very valuable. And I think too, like it, if you're like when you're first trying to figure out what to post or put, do stories about or do reels about, etc is that don't get disheartened if you think something's going to go really well and you put it up and it doesn't doesn't hit the mark. There are so many reasons why that could happen. And that's one of the things with socials is, is that you've got analytics. You can go look at your data. You know, don't stop posting about whatever that topic is. Try different times of day. Try different days. Try different formats. Yeah. And then if it's, if honestly every single time it goes up in all different ways, it's completely dead in the water, then, then you may want to retire it. Yeah. Having said that to, um, I hate to pick on our financial friends, but we've got uh, a number of accountants on the book for some reason. And um, accountants, you know, the stuff that they're posting, uh, you know, like that's an example of one industry where their stuff is educational and it, it is useful but it's not exactly something you're going to be throwing a heart at, you know, <laughs> like, oh, now you're um, P, what's one touch payroll, What a single STP, ha, ha, ha. You're, <laughs> Jade's been learning about accounts, can you tell? <laughs> your single touch payroll from 1st of July needs to be blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, you're not going to get a lot of engagement on that. Thumbs up, love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still be doing that content because that's you providing value to people, even if you're not seeing the return on it for yourself. And those kind of posts, we call them the medicine posts. So we like to mix up the medicine with some fun stuff when it aligns to your brand and your audience. Yeah, some stuff's for eyeballs. Some stuff is like attention grabbing, increases your reach. Some stuff's about engagement, inspiring, motivating, all that sort of stuff. Some stuff is like um, edutainment where it's educational, but it's entertaining and interesting. And some stuff is just education. (laughs) Some (laughs) stuff is just medicine that you need to take. You got to have it. But it's still, that's part of your brand and it's still important to be putting up there. So don't be dissuaded by that. Okay, so back to our channels. So when we talk about being awesome on channels, if you, if one of your audiences, um, they tend to be quite a researcher. So they might, before they would, um, typically their behavior before they go and um, try your services and products is that they're going to be online, um, looking up websites, looking up reviews, getting recommendations, all that type of thing. And who doesn't do that these days? We do kind of do our social stalk and that quick online search, like it doesn't take us long anymore. A lot. And I mean, to be fair though, for example, like I just had a plumber come around where um, I got a recommendation that was absolutely glowing from someone I trusted. You just went with him. I just rang him. Yeah. And said, come around. There's and, no point stuffing around sometimes, is there? Yeah, exactly. So it sort of, it does like, whereas if someone had given me a great recommendation for an accountant, I would not just ring them. Yeah. Like there is, I mean, I love my account and I'm not leaving them just so you guys know, <laughs> but like there is no way I would, I would definitely be researching well, that one. We tend to research things that we know about or we have some idea about because we can make a call on it. But for, for me, I'm the same plumbers, mechanics. I'm like, I don't know 
jack about these areas. So someone's good experience. Yeah, some people might be really into it. Like every audience is different depending on your industry, et cetera. And that's where that word of mouth comes in, being so valuable. Mm -hmm. Doing good brings back good. Um, So, yes, if your audience do tend to be researchers, then you want to look into SEO and SEM, which is search engine optimization and search engine marketing. And basically SEO is just your organic uh, the activity that you do that gets you listed in organic search results. And then SEM is the paid stuff that you do that gets you listed in search results. Okay. So then once you know who you're trying, uh, who you want to do business with, where you want your leads to come from, mm-hmm. and then where they are, and you're being awesome on that channel. Um, so you're, you know, attracting those eyeballs and, and getting those leads interested in you because, of course, they can't do business with you if they're not, if they don't know about you. Yeah. So first of all, they have to be aware of you. Then they need to consider you. And yeah. sometimes that consideration might be, like I said, with the plumber, I went home and called him that day. Yeah. Um, but it could be that. It's if, a needs base for that kind of service. Like if you don't need a plumber, you're not going to be considering it. Whereas if I was considering buying a new car, I'm probably not going to go and just buy a car that afternoon, the first <laughs> day I think about it. There's probably going to be a little bit more of a consideration. I would not just buy a car that day. No. Nani was rolling her eyes. Only because I'm I'm shopping around at the moment and it's been quite a quick turnaround. Only because I know if I leave it too long, my husband will just draw it out for six months. And I'm like, no, nah, we need to pull the, pull the trigger now, <laughs> buddy. But there's some things that we consider for a while and yeah. then other things that we just pull the trigger on straight away sort of thing. So... So when we're in that consideration process is that we then need to be thinking about, well, not when we, sorry, when our audience is in that consideration process, we need to be thinking about conversion. How are we going to pull the chain and get them to do it? Basically, how can you make it easy for people to do business with you? And again, not just assuming that, you know, because you're a mechanic or you're an accountant or you're in marketing, that everyone knows what you're able to do and how you're able to help them. It, that's not their job. It's no. not their job to know what you do. It's your job to tell them what you do. And that's kind of like the whole point of marketing. Basically. Um, so going back to our examples with the different channels. So say you were at that face-to-face event. That's your channel that you're using to reach out to your ideal audience. Then make it easy to do business with you. Yes, it could be giving them a business card at the time, but I don't know, do you really think that's going to get the conversion? And this is where the thinking about it part comes into it. Or would it be better for you to get their card Mm -hmm. and then when, you know, a few weeks later you might happen across an article that reminds you of them and you think they'd be interested in and so you shoot them through a link about that and then say, oh, you know, if you wanted to chat further about this, let's catch up for a coffee. Yes. Or it could even be that your email signature does the selling for you. You might have an email sig that's really cool and funky with a call to action that links through to the portfolio page on your website or something like that. And your portfolio page is all optimized with like a call to action button from, you know, there's all different things you can do. And I'm not saying that that necessarily like you meet someone to face to face, you send them through something they then click on your email sig to go to your website and then contact you about it. But that is that is often like that's a common customer journey. Yeah, yeah. You know You're what I mean. Continuing that conversation through to conversion. Whereas you might find for some people, you meet them face to face, you send them through something, and they just reply back and say, "Yeah, cool, let's hook up. I'm yeah. interested in this." That's because different people have different 
um, like habits and behaviors and they have different, different services have a different um, length of consideration. Yeah. So some people may want to go to your website and research you a little bit and look at your portfolio and you're making it really easy for them by having a cool email signature that's like, want to know what we can do? Well, I probably wouldn't be like, word it like that, but you know, <laughs> like, so it, that's again, it's just thinking about what that customer journey is, what the person, how to make it easy for them to do business with you yeah. in the way that works for them. So then if we were to take our socials example, so if you're, you know, on socials and you know what platforms your audience is on and you're on there and you're being awesome and your community's growing, et cetera, you know, one of the basics here is to set your page up properly so that you have a call to action link. Um, you know, so for example, Facebook, have your blue call to action button set up, have calls to action in your about, have the information in there, you know, make sure that's the right freaking email address and phone number in your yes. about section. Holy crap. How annoying is or that? address for the actual location. Yeah. Example, like for example, if you're a hairdresser, man, make sure that your um, address on your <laughs> Google business and your Facebook page are correct. Cause people will click into Google maps and then follow it to find you. And then you're not there. Wow. Not that I've done that. Speaking from real life experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's frustrating. Business so, hours is ones that gets me. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I'm not going to do the Baskin Robbins example again, but oh I tell gosh. you what, it's yes, business hours. So set your page up properly so that if people are going to be considering you, yeah. then they have the information there that they need to consider you rather than bare bones, not having anything about you. And look, it's good to do all your, your organic posts about, oh, we loved working with this client or here's an example of what we've done and that kind of stuff. But every now and then throw in the bottom of your post, to find out more about this service, get in touch. Tell them how to contact you. Be blatant and ballsy. Yes, it feels ballsy. It's it's basic, but it feels ballsy. Putting yourself out there and going, call us if you want more. Like, we're here. Or here's our um, e-newsletter link so you can find out more. And they can continue on that research journey and that getting to know you exactly. before that conversion. Yep. Have those call to actions in your post. Have your page set up properly. Yep. Include it in your um, activity on those social platforms. Think about what the conversion steps are that you can be putting onto that channel. Um, and then going back to our channel examples again, so say that your ideal customer is a researcher, they're on Google, they like to have a good search around it stuff, then making sure that if, you know, they're going to vet you by going to your website, mm -hmm. does your website hold their attention? Does it attract and hold their attention? Does it have the info that they need on there to consider you? Do you make it easy for them to sign up or book now or request a quote or whatever that next step of the journey is? You know, just like what Lani was saying for socials there, it might feel salesy, but P.S., you're in business. <laughs> so getting people, like doing business with, like people know why you're in business. Yeah. It's so that you can offer a product or service. That, that's not some sort of big secret that they're not aware Look, of. You don't all have to be a real estate agent wearing a red jacket, waving your business cards in the air all day. Like that's not. I mean, you could. <laughs> I mean, I think we should try that. I would really like a red jacket now. You've got a high vis one. That's fine. <laughs> sure <laughs> but do. like Jade hates doing sales or hates going, oh, we can help with that. She'll help give you the answers and guide you. But half the time we'll be like, oh, also we offer that as a service if you're not sure how to do that or you no, don't feel comfortable playing with that. Like we can help. And this so, could be just starting out with something like, you know, as far as your website goes, you know, you've just got your normal banner up top and you might have your normal intro and everything and a few blog posts pinned to the page or whatever. Just, you know, maybe you could have your banner so that 
um, for a couple of months, it highlights a p- particular service or product that you do yep. with like a testimonial, something that links through to a page where they can read more about it, see a couple of case studies, and then request a quote from you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're having to be big and brash and salesy. It's just thinking about when your audience is engaging with you on those platforms, they're like, yes, they want to hear about you. And maybe that's all they'll ever want. Maybe they're just interested in your content. That's cool. Um, That doesn't, you know, not everyone is your customer, but also like I find too, people will, like we have people who won't have their own business or whatever. They'll tell everyone they know about us. Yeah. So we've got people who refer us that we've never physically worked with, but they tell everyone how amazing we are. And I'm like, are you, like you might listen to our podcast or like read our socials, but trust me, we're kind of dorky, man. (laughs) Actually, that probably comes across there too, to be fair. We're we're authentic. (laughs) But they've got no idea. Like, honestly, it's so funny being referred by someone who I'm like, you have no idea if actually I'm any good at what I do. You're just referring based on what you see about me from my website and social media, et cetera. And they are, they're really good referrers. Yeah. That word of mouth again, it keeps coming up. And that's, that's really why we talk about lead gen, because that's a valuable part of it, but it's keeping a our mind on that customer journey and how we're going to have that happening a bit more strategically. A hundred percent. Okay, fantastic. So yeah, it's all about getting visible with your ideal audience and where they are. So put your consumer hat on people. You can do this. Be strategic. We want to give them a reason to get interested in your business and learn about what you do. Yes, we've said it a million times already. We do marketing. What the hell is that? Mm. Tell them. Um, converting people into customers is just inviting them to do business with you. Like it's not scary. It sounds salesy. It feels brass and bold, but that's you're in business. That's how it works. I think you mean brash and bold. Brash and bold. <laughs> but yes, those are the three Lucky. steps to lead Jen. Get visible, give them a good reason to be interested in you and then convert them. So our final tip for today is if you're not sure where your audience is hanging out or how to be like awesome on a platform or what makes you attracted, like your products and services attracted to the people that you like working with, we've got a really big clue for you. (laughs) Ask them. So your current ideal clients, the people that you work with who love you, value you, trust you, keep coming back, tell others how amazing you are, those people are just an amazing source of information. Have those conversations. Use the da- that data to attract and convert more people just like them. Fantastic. Well, we hope you got something out of today's episode. We'd like to thank Launchpad Studios again for having us here in Split Spaces Mackay. They're nice padded walls. (laughs) We've certainly enjoyed those padded walls. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.